Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this evening and welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Wednesday Night Wisdom for Life Bible Study. I'm your host, Pastor Wells, and I'm excited about what God is doing this evening, this week, and what he's done since last Wednesday for us, through us, with us, and in the midst of us, regardless of everything that's going on around us. I'm just excited about what he's doing and how he's moving in the midst of his people regardless of what's going on. Amen. I'm just excited tonight. Listen, you can be saved. You can be delivered. You can be made free. And I just want to encourage you tonight that God is still in the miracle working business. Bow your heads with me for a moment. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you on behalf of those here that are with me this evening and those that's watching this broadcast or listen to this broadcast, however they may receive this Bible study this evening. I ask you to touch every little soul and break every yoke in their lives and meet the needs in their lives. I bind the hands of the enemy on every hand. In Jesus' name, amen. Get your Bible. Tonight, I want to talk to you about a very interesting topic. I always say that because it's true. The topic be interesting. It'd be interesting to me. But tonight, I want to talk to you about Sowing seeds. Tonight, I want to talk to you about, that's interesting, sowing seeds. Now, not everybody know what uh, sowing seeds are. Some people uh, deal with gardens. Some ladies have their little vegetable gardens. And uh, then some people are born upon farms. And then you have people that no zip about seeds. They don't know anything about seeds. They don't know nothing about plant seeds. They don't know nothing. Because I don't want to talk to you about seeds on both levels. Uh, knowing and not knowing, well, uh, let's get into it. Sister Wells, I want you to go with me to Job chapter 4, verse 8. And let's talk about where does see, sowing seeds come from. Job chapter 8. Job chapter 4, and verse 8. Those of you that uh, you can go to our website, the tabernacledeliveranceinc.org, and you can print out the Bible study. Click on online services, and they'll say Wisdom for Life Bible study. And then you go down, scroll down to the bottom of the page, and you'll see tonight's lesson, so and see. Let's go. Uh, Job chapter 4, verse 8. Tell me about that scripture. Job chapter 4 and 8. Even as I have seen, that they plow iniquity and sow wickedness reap the same. Ah. Uh, mm. So, uh, I'm going to read it one more time. Yes. It says, Even as I have seen that they that plow iniquity and sow wickedness uh -huh. reap Saying. So it's, I believe the scripture is saying that the, the Job is seeing that. Um, wait, hold on one second. The person that's saying, "Even I have seen," is that Job? Yeah. Speaking? Okay. I just want to make sure because there's a person. There's a number of people there. Right. 
first part. So he's saying that. So when you plow iniquity, oh, you know, mm -hmm. as you're like hard, like when you're plowing, so same thing you could get them ready iniquity mm. digging it up you know you're stirring it up iniquity you know you start to stir up stir it up so plow a plow kind of um you know mm. it um it pulls up the dirt mm -hmm. and it says and so wickedness so mm. now when you sow you're putting in the seed you know you're sowing, you're putting in your seeds. That's right. To um to to get it um on fertile ground, if the ground is fertile, which it should be, in order for whatever your whatever seeds you're putting in, in order for you to bring up the harvest, whatever right, it is right, you're planting, right. right? Right. It says and so it's saying it reaps the same. Mm. It's gonna come, it's gonna reap. Um, iniquity and wickedness <laughs> it's going to reap the same thing you know that's the difference look at that verse everybody it says even as I have seen that they have plowed iniquity and sowed wickedness reap the same look at it one more time even as I have seen that they plow iniquity and sow wickedness they reap the same you cannot Expect to get righteousness out of wickedness. You cannot expect to get truth out of life. Uh, a, a person that um a person that uh, uh deals deals with um uh, on a farm. They already know that they'll reap a harvest if they plow right, sow right. They're gonna reap right. Well, if you uh, you plow, well, uh, uh, you plow iniquity, put doing the wicked stuff, uh, doing stuff to people, transgressing against God's word, transgressing against God's word, doing wicked stuff, and you you sow wickedness. So people do it all the time. It's been a lifetime sowing confusion, sowing iniquity to people. They spend their lifetime doing that. They actually spend their lifetime sowing wickedness, but little do they know, the Bible says they're going to reap their back. You can't get sugar out of salt. I said, it's just the truth. You cannot get sugar out of salt, no salt out of sugar. It's not going to happen. They're totally two different elements. So don't expect if you plow on uh, um, iniquity and you sow, Oh my goodness! If you're so wicked, why in the world would you think uh, uh, you're gonna reap that good stuff? I seen um, <clears throat> I had watched some uh, uh, a couple of uh, shows, and in the show they showed the people they would that they were doing all kind of wicked stuff, and they would even I had to go and say, "Oh, God is on our side," and then when they get caught, they all what? I can't believe God let us down. I'm sorry. That's how that's how some people think. Amen. They think God is gonna go along with whatever foolishness that they're going. Beloved, you cannot look, 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 look you understand there's a difference when you plow. Okay. You plow, but some people just plow. 
and they'll have no seeds. <laughs> you get out there, or people get out there and preach. That's the plowing. And they sow not the spirit of God. So they reap back nothing in return. Else I'll say nothing because they're not sowing through God. They're not sowing with God's direction. They're not sowing with God's guidance. They just sow it. Now some of us, we sow that way and we, we, we live that way. We sow that way. It's, it's just like a thing with us. We like to just go on this over and over and over. Do the same thing. But we sow. You got you to gotta take notice on how you're sowing your life, he say. How you sow on your job. You got to see what you're sowing. Because when you get a job, think about this for a moment. When you get a job, it's already been plowed. The business already started. So now they can give you a job. Okay, but now that you got the job, you have to sow the work. As you sow the work, whether you sow it right or wrong, you're going to reap the same. Sowing the work wrong will not reward you for sowing it right. You can't sow the job wrong and expect to be rewarded for the right. It's not going to happen. You may scam and why am I sooner or later? It'll catch up to you. The Bible said, be, be sure your sins will find you out. So sooner or later, it's going to catch up with you. Sowing seeds. Interesting about sowing seeds because as you sow them, things take place. So when you sow seeds, make sure you're sowing them right. It's really interesting about sowing seeds because how you sow seeds is how they come back to you. It's really something to think about. Okay, let's move on. Let's go to Psalms 107 and 37. Look at this verse here. Psalm 107 and 37. Psalm 107, 37 says, and so fields, listen to the scripture, and so fields and plant vineyards which may yield fruit of increase. I'll read it again. Sow fields and plant vineyards, listen to this, which may yield fruits of increase. Wow, that's powerful. What is he really saying here? He's saying, you're the type of field you need to sow on. He's saying that you need to also plant vineyards there. Which may yield fruit to increase. So you can't you can't plant every you can't sow everybody. Amen. Think about this, folks. You can't sow your life with everybody. Think about this, folks. Take time and look at this. What that scripture saying? Look at it in different parts. It's saying what the scripture saying. Look at it. It's saying different parts. It says sow the field. Okay, the field. First, have already been plowed. Understand that? Remember what I just said about your job. You sow the field, but he also wants you to plant vineyards, fruit, grapes, uh, uh, different type of things you could have uh, a vineyard. 
most people don't know what a vineyard is. A vineyard is with grapes and uh, other uh, uh, things like type of fruit that grow there and uh, uh, apples or whatever. And those are vineyards. You just go in the supermarket and you just see them in the store. Oh, you didn't know where they come from. They didn't know where the grapes come from, you know. They saw they about to buy the grapes. Oh, yum, 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 yum. Right, grapes, oh, green grapes. Oh, they taste so good. Yum, 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 yum. But they were sold on a field in a vineyard. Now, but listen to this. Listen to this other part. Here's a part that's important. Which may yield what? Fruits of increase. Did you hear what I just said? Which may. Just say what? You got to sow your field. You got to sow your field, and you got to build uh, plant your vineyards in a place that's good soil. Did you hear what I said? The soil is your life. The soil that you're sowing on is your life and your soul. So look at that verse. It says, and sow the fields and vineyards which may yield fruits of increase. Now, now I, I get on false prophets all the time and, and prosperity preachers all the time. Now, here's a perfect example of a scripture. When it tells you, you're going to get an increase if you saw in the right place. You live the right way. The soil is your life and your soul. You sow on your life and your soul every single day by the things you do. You're planting seed of your life every day. You're going to get a return. It may not be what you want. You can't get salt out of sugar and sugar out of salt. I know that sounds silly, but it's a fact. Go try. Okay. All right. That's what I want everybody to do. So if you don't believe me, what I'm saying, go get you a glass when you get time. Not right now. Get you a glass of water. Warm water and pour you some salt in it. Stir it up. Stir it real good. Make sure all the salt is about and get you a glass of sugar. Get you a glass of warm water and put sugar in it and stir it all up and make it dissolve. Now, I want you to take the glass with the sugar and taste it. Mm, you don't like that taste like sugar water. Then I want you to take the salt water and say, you look at the glass, oh, this is some more sugar water, and you drink it. Tell me how it tastes. It's going to taste like what it is. Oh. It's going to taste just like salt. It's not going to taste like sugar. Why? Because it's not sugar. It's not going to turn into sugar. You could take salt and sugar, put them together, mix them together, it's still not going to be right. It's that simple. So you want us you want to sow on the right type of field. What is the right type of field? You want to sow your life. Right. But you have to let God direct your life. So as you plant vineyards and seeds, as you plant the vineyard and you sow the field of life. 
You make sure. Are you sowing your words from your mouth? And the actions that you do, because you reap what you sow. You make sure that you're sowing on field. You're sowing the field and planting the vineyard where they may yield an eternal increase. It's the same thing. You go on your job. If you don't work after the man plowed, and got that building built and then started that company. After they done that, they hired you. But you ain't sold. Good job. You're going to get fired. There'll be no end. Let's move on. Let's go now to Matthew chapter 13, verse 32, Sister Wells. Matthew chapter 13, verse 32. So and see. Matthew 13, 32. So and see come from God and it comes from us. Matthew 13, chapter 13 and 32. Uh-huh. Which indeed is the least of all seed, but when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs mm -hmm. and becometh a tree so that the birds of the air come and lodge ah, that's something to think about think about that verse what do you think of that verse it's saying which indeed is the least of all seed so small least uh huh uh, talking about the mustard seed mm -hmm. okay. Uh, so uh -huh. it says the least, mm -hmm. smallest, but it is grown. But when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs. So mm -hmm. although it's small, it has it. It when it said when it's grown, when it mm -hmm. comes uh, full, um, it's the greatest. Mm -hmm. So it has the best benefits. Mm -hmm. Out of all the other herbs, and mm -hmm. it becometh a tree, so it becomes it, it becomes um, a tree that it says that the birds of the air come and lodge branches thereof. So is this scripture saying that um, trying to think about the tree? Because mm -hmm. trees are strong. You know, is that part of it? Why the mustard? Oh, well, let me let me let me go. Let me let's, let's look at this right. Okay. Matthew 13 and 32 says, which, let's just see we talking about, which is the least, the forgotten one? Which is the forgotten seed? Everybody look for them big juicy seeds. Then they complain them. Give a big increase. But it says here, it's the least, the forgotten seed. Of all seed. It's the least of all seed. But this is the thing about God. This is the thing I try to get people to I like about God. This is what I try to get people to understand about God. Check this out. And think about it. This scripture says, which is indeed the least of all seeds. That's some of us. We the least. Nobody know us. We not. We not famous enough. 
uh, uh, well known and all this. I'm not famous and well known. I use myself like that, but I'm not all that famous. Nobody, a whole lot of people know me, millions of people just behind my ministry, blah, blah, blah. Check this out. But the scripture here said, but when it is grown, ooh, praise the Lord. When we become grown in God, hallelujah. It says it is the greatest among earth. Now, check this out about earth. Sister Wells, what do people use earth for? To um, season your food. Uh-huh. Uh, some people use herbs as a medicine. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can do, do some as like a, uh, a healing. Uh, uh, you know, you can put it on. Like, and what else? There's something else. There's two other things that they did or used to use or for it, and one of them they still use or for it. Do you know what they are? You said two things, but there's two other things about Earth. It's right there, but I. Okay, the other two are they used to put them on bodies when they died. Oh, yeah. And the other one they still do today, they embalm people today. Right. Uh, the other one, they use them for fragrances. Oh, right. They use them for fragrances. Yeah. I actually have some of these fragrances. But the musket seed is a nobody. And that is one of the tiniest seeds you can find. You got to be careful because it's so tiny you may drop it and lose it. Isn't that something? And that's some of us. We're so small and nobody. Or nobody that's special. But when we grow up in God, it's just like a regular baby. Nobody knows who that baby is going to be. Do you know there's wealthy people, millionaires and billionaires, they have children. They could teach that child everything about money. Everything about world, and that child still becomes young. That's a fact. So I'm not making a stop. Some of them wind up even disowning you. Isn't that something? So you could be the least, but the scripture said, but when you're grown, you'll become one of the greatest herbs. Now listen to this. It goes on and tells you something now that after you... See, this is what God wants us to do. He wants us to realize that we're small, but he wants us to grow up in him. And now, not only grow up and become a great herb, or author, a great woman, a man of God, but he's something else. He said, and becometh a tree. Now that's something. Most trees are strong. Last hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years. Not like man. Isn't that something? Not like man. In general, man don't last that long, but trees do. Now, I had a friend that passed away, family friend that passed away. He explained to me about the tree. He said, well, when he explained to me when the tree is cut and you see all those circles and it, it's going to tell you how old that tree is. I'm like, wow. That's right. But this thing here, look at the scripture, beloved. It's telling us 
Now that it's become a tree and age, it's full grown and strong. That's how we're supposed to be in God. It tells us something unique. That the birds of the air not only stop by, but they start to live on it. They build a nest. It said that the birds of the air come and do what? Large on the branches they are. And that's how people will be to you when you become a tree, solid by God. There's a scripture talk about being planted by the water, like uh, by a tree planted by the water. Why? Because it's getting the nourishment it needs to stay strong in the storms of life. And the, 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 the uh, air birds of the air, those are people, they're coming looking for lodging, and they're coming looking for safety, and they're going to come stop by you. Because <clears throat> you know God's word. They're going to lodge by you. They'll come to your ministry. They'll be there. By the teaching and preaching of the word of God, I have a lot of people that listen to the podcast. They listen to the podcast. I don't know him. I don't personally know him, but God sent them because they're lodging on the tree. The tree, the word of God, because I give that tree. And they're lodging there. They're sitting on those branches of the word of God, of the ministry. And that's, that's just beautiful. But I started out as a nobody little tiny seed over 30 something years ago that was rooted. So see, the whole thing here, you got to be rooted. That's the thing about plowing seed. If you're plowing on the wrong, on, on wrong soil, you're in trouble. If you don't know how to plow, you're in trouble. If you don't know how to put the seeds out, you're in trouble. Put them out the wrong time, you're in trouble. You need God to guide you. It's, it's really, really uh, uh, interesting when you, when you really look at these scriptures. That it tells you what really takes place. Sowing seeds. And how we sow them. It does make, like if you go on your job and you sow confusion, you're going to reap confusion and get yourself fired over, over time. <clears throat> I know an individual. All he ever did is sow lateness. Now, he was trying to get himself together or whatever the case was. The new boss was looking for an excuse to get rid of him. And he figured it out. I get him. He's going to come in late again. He put the guy been sowing so long. If you keep sowing lateness all the time, every single day, And if you don't, you go to your job and you don't do your job, it's one thing to come to come to work late and then you be driving around or whatever and you're always taking off. If you was a person that did your job and you came to work late sometime, it happens. It does. But you spend one full year coming to work late. I don't even think they'll let you last that long. But what will happen? And then you don't do your work. Oh, that's another issue. They're going to let you go because you're a bad seed and you're showing bad activity. Got to do your work. Got to do your share. Let's move on. Let's go to Luke chapter 8, verse 5. 
Luke chapter 8, verse 5. So and see. Okay, we're talking about who sold seed. All right, listen to this. And look at that verse. I'm really telling you about your life. What you're doing every day. What you're doing. You're the one doing this. I'm the one doing it. Okay. Now, listen to this. In fact, yesterday, I sold the seed to expand my one of my businesses to another state. A couple of years ago, I sold it to Florida. <laughs> and Florida is done throwing ice. But I had to plant the seed. So I planted the seed yesterday and got the connection for it. Today, now I'm plowing. Woo, 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 woo. They're going to watch it grow, 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 grow. Oh, it'll take a little time. Okay, I'm definitely going to take a little time. Feed it. But thanks be unto God. Okay, now look at us. Look at that. Luke 8 and 5. A sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, listen to this, it's very important. Some fell, some fell by the wayside. And as it was trodden down, guess who drove by? The fowls of the air devoured it. Ate it up. I'm gonna read it again. Look at it. A sower went outside to sow. You see. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. And as it was trodden down, walked on, rolled over, the fowl seen it. Ooh, look what I see down there. I'm gonna get that. They ate it. I don't care what kind of seed it is. Great seed. Muskets eat the probably because it's But they seen the seed and they wouldn't eat it. But the thing was, how are you sowing? How are you sowing your daily seed? Is that the case with you? With the seeds that you sow? Do you know somebody sowing like that? And the seeds are being just thrown out. The man said he, the, the scripture said the man went out and started sowing his seed. He went out and started sowing. But it says some. Listen to the, come on, listen to the scripture. It says some. That's not talking how much. It said what? Some. Some seeds. Okay. Some seeds fell by the wayside. Now let's look about that. If you're not careful, that will be you spiritually. You hear what I said? You'll fall by the wayside because the word of God hasn't taken no root. <clears throat> and you'll become trodden over, people walking over you, stepping over you in your life. They'll trash you and walk on you. And then the fowls, those devils in the air, will come by and devour you. And you just totally walk away from God. Because why? You were trodden down. You were beat down by people. You fell by the wayside. The word of God never took root in you because you wouldn't listen to when you were being told what to do according to the scripture. Told how to seek out the God, you wouldn't do it. Told to obey the man of God. Told to help the ministry financially. All these things that you did not allow to sink in. And then because it didn't sink in, you fell by the wayside. 
And so falling by the wayside. Now, the know-it-all. Oh, let me talk about the know-it-all. The know-it-all, the super spirituals came by and they trashed you. They trodden you down. They trashed you out. They talk about you. Now, you're all trodden down and smashed out. You're all weary, discouraged. And here comes Satan and his bird. Boom! They land right on top of you. Have you ever seen a crow eating something dead? What do the crow go do? He goes like this. Gum, 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 gum. Pulling the parts of the body out. Gum, gum, gum. That's how the devil works. <clears throat> He's pulling all the spiritual life out. Gum, 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 gum. Don't fall by the wayside. Get up and encourage yourself and walk with God. It's true. But the scripture here brings out the point that the man was sowing. The preacher was sowing, preaching his message, teaching. And you, as a seed member, he threw you on the side because you didn't give enough. Or you're not that important to him. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that's true in churches. Come on, churches got their favorites. Ah, oh, come on. As a pastor, I never had no favorites. I have a pastor. I, I may have favorites of nieces and nephews. But as a man of God, I don't have favorites. They are God's people. They don't belong to me. So the preacher calls a lot of people to go by to fall on the wayside because as they saw the word of God, they're throwing it out. Not giving it out. <laughs> Big difference. Just throwing it, throwing it, throwing it, throwing it out. Everybody can catch this. They already got the people in the church. Check this out. They already got the people in the church. And they throwing out their net trying to fish inside the church. They already got a bunch of people. What in the world are you trying to fish inside the church for? Nobody fish inside the building. You got to go out there in the sea. But they throw out they, 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 a, 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 a fishing rod in the church trying to reel in some people. But they already there. What you do is got to tell them the truth. And they'll respond. So people fall by the wayside because they're sowing seeds, throwing them out. Ah! Let's move on. This is what I was going to do to write in chapter 22 and verse 9. Deuteronomy chapter 22 and verse 9. Deuteronomy chapter 22 and 9. Thou shalt not sow thy vineyard with divine seeds. The fruit of thy seed which thou hast sown, and the fruit of thy vineyard file. Mm. Uh, can you explain this one? Ah! Everybody, look at Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 9. Look at, look at, look at what this scripture said. It said, Thou shalt not. So, thy vineyard with diverse seed. Mm. Leave 
the fruit of thy seed which thou hast sown, and the fruit of thy vineyard be defiled. I'm going to read it again. I want you to look at that. This is what we're talking about. Thou shalt not sow thy vineyard with divers seed. Leave the fruit of thy seed which thou hast sown, and the fruit of thy vineyard becomes defiled. When you throw your life with the wrong people. Remember, we told you we, 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 we uh, the, the seeds. We're uh, the seeds. We're throwing seeds out every day. We're putting seeds out. It just told you not to sow diverse seeds together. Do not plant musket seed with another type of seed. He said, do not do that. Why? He said, it's going to be defiled. A musket seed need to be planted by itself because it's a different type of seed. Grape seeds need to be planted with grape seeds. If you plant apples with grape seeds, you're going to have a problem. <laughs> if you plant confusion on Fifth Avenue and quietness and peace on Sixth Avenue, after a while, it's going to connect. Everybody's going to find out that you're confused. It's true. But you cannot expect your life to simplify God sowing all kind of seeds. You got to know what you Okay, listen to this. Since I have a travel agency, we have um, what you would call specialty. Now, it is best that you specialize in some type of travel. Travel, the travel industries, travel segment is gigantic. Some people specialize in river cruising, some people specialize in ocean cruising, or some people specialize in cruising in general. That's me. Some people specialize in land cruise, a land trip. Some people do no air. They only do land trips. They only book weddings or they only book single trips for single people. But they specialize in that. What am I saying? They're seed. They're not mixed up. You can't go to somebody in the travel industry and just say, oh, I do this, I do that, you do this, and I do that. They want somebody that specialize in cruising. They want somebody to really know the cruising industry that could tell them what type of person. I'm 35 years old. I wish I was 35 again. I'm 35 years old. Me and my wife, we want to go on a cruise. Now, somebody that specializes in cruising will not, will not put them on a river cruise with somebody. Cruise, river cruise because it's for upper adults, people in the 80s, and they're gonna be playing shuffleboard and all that kind of stuff. But because you specialize in cruising, you know this stuff and you'll know where to put them. It is the same thing with you, so diver see. You go to somebody throwing everything at them, throwing everything at them. They ain't gonna want nothing from you because you're confusing them. 
That's why God don't want us planning diverse seeds together. When you go talk to somebody about the Lord, keep you out of it. Ah, uh, people mess up with that bad, you know that? They go witnessing to somebody, talking to them about Jesus, and now they start talking about Jesus, and they start putting in diverse seeds about them. And this is what I did when I got saved. And this is what happened to me after I got saved. You ain't got nothing to do with this. You're planting the seed of Christ into that person like by talking to them. Oh, let me, let me, let me, let me say something. I want to I want to say this. Uh um. There's a scripture that tells us, listen to this. I know y'all, we all have a, we all, all of us have a problem with it. The Bible side says, one man planteth, right? Another man watereth, right? And the Bible said, God giveth the increase. But we, what we do is, we want to water it. Tell them about the Lord. We want them to get saved right that second. And then we gone. To make sure they get saved, we're gonna play God. That's why I'm telling you, that's why a lot of people will never get saved. Because you tried to plant the seed, you tried to water the seed in them, and then around you had the nerve to turn around and try and increase it and get them saved. And then you get mad with them. Why you don't want to get saved today? <laughs> it doesn't work that way. That's why this scripture talk about diverse seed. You can't do all three together. I mean, there's times when God will have that because somebody already planted. Somebody already watered and God used that. You as the increase to get them saved. But what happens is you go there looking to do everything yourself. You outside of God's will. You just go and deliver the word. When I go preaching the service anywhere, uh, most of my friends, they go run the revival anywhere. They go to preach the word. They don't know what's going to happen unless God already told them. No, they go and preach the word. They sow the seed. And then sometimes people do come to Christ. But what happens is some people, somebody, God got to send somebody to water them with the word again. And then God has sent increase. So the scripture here says, Thou shalt not sow thy vineyard with diverse seeds, least the fruit of thy seed which thou hast sown, and the fruit of thy vineyard become the foul. Because you can defile, I'm telling you, you can leave people out of bondage right back in it. That's why I don't leave nobody in no bondage. I tell people the truth and keep getting up. Telling, if you're telling people the truth doesn't feel good, and I don't care about that part no more. I care about telling people the truth. The, the truth is not a feeling. Lies is a feeling. It hurts you later. But the truth here is you defile yourself. When you die, you die for seed. That's why you got to focus on Stop going to work. I don't know. A lot of people have this problem. They want to do somebody else's job, but won't do the job they were given. That don't make sense. I knew I, when I used to work uh, back at the store, I used to work the years ago. Hmm. We had, I think it was five managers in the store. I think five. No, 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 six. I think it was it was six. So I was one. I was a department head, and it was two other department. I was a big department head guy. It is, it's how it happened with uh, the department. The department head guy for sporting goods 
did his job and helped out. The guy that was charged of the clothing and all the other stuff, he'd be doing everything but what he was supposed to be doing. He'll be trying to be in my department. He'll be in the sporting goods department. He wasn't hired for that. And he sure wasn't getting the pay I was getting. But he was everywhere where he was not supposed to be. That's You, you got to think about this. We allow people to foul us. You got to be careful with that. Everybody, you can't be around everybody because they're going to mess up your vineyard. They're going to cause your vineyard to be defiled. I don't like to. You know what? You want me to tell you something? The Bible says not to touch anything that dies from itself. But people still go around picking up dead birds and all kinds of stuff. The Bible tells us not to do that. The Bible plain. I mean, there's so many things in the word of God. When you really get there, you're going to see yourself. You're going to see what you're doing. Making a mess as always. Don't think about this. Don't defile yourself. Let's move on. Let's go to Mark chapter 4, verse 31. Mark chapter 4, verse 31. And this is interesting, bro. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Okay, Mark chapter uh, verse 4, verse 31, and it says, And he said, Whereunto shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or what comparison shall we compare it? That's Mark chapter 4, verse 31. Huh? Oh, it's supposed to be 30 and 31. Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on one second. Sometime I add another description. Just hold on one second. Oh, gotta get that hard cover Bible. All right. Okay, Mark chapter. Let me see that verse. Right, okay. That's verse 31. It's verse 31 and 32. Let's read it. Let's read it from the Bible. It said, and he said, whereunto shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or what comparison shall we compare it? Verse 32. It is like a grain of a musket seed which, which is sown in the earth and is less than all the seeds in the earth. 30 or 31. I don't know why I got uh, 31, 31. I'm sorry. Okay, now I'll read it again. Verse 30. <laughs> oh, wait, up with me. Okay, verse 30. And he said, Whereunto shall we like in the kingdom of God? Or what comparison shall we compare it? Verse 31. It is like a grain of musket seed which is sown in the earth. And least. Less than all the seeds that be in the earth. <clears throat> now, he asked the question. God asked, the Lord Jesus Christ asked two questions. What? And verse 30. And he said, Whereunto shall we liken the kingdom of God? Where? On what? 
And he said, on what comparison shall we compare it? Verse 31. It is like a grain of musket seed, which when it is shown in the earth, it is less than all the seed in the earth. Now, the word of God is like a musket seed in your life. And with everybody that has ever been saved or will be saved, the word of God is first like a musket seed in their life. A little, 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 tiny seed. Once they accept Christ, it's a little, 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 tiny seed. But it's a gigantic God that got their back. But it's a little, tiny seed that takes root in you. And by you reading the word of God, Spending time in prayer, learning how to pray, learning how to study the word of God, being obedient to your leadership, spiritual leadership, the true leadership, and when you begin to grow. But the scripture is saying here, you're like a mustard seed drops inside of you. It is less than all the seed in the earth. There's no seed that's less in the musket. And when the musket seed grows, we already talked about how it grows. We already talked about what happens. But that's how you're supposed to be. But we compare the word of God like that because it's a comparison to give you an idea, a little tiny idea, that the word of God has to, the kingdom of God has to be rooted in your life. That's why, I'm going to say it again, when I went to my cousin's funeral, and we were at a repast, one of my other cousins came up to me and said with a big smile on his face, you know what he said? Bernard, the kingdom of God is within me. Oh, a lot of people ain't gonna never understand that. But this is the scripture. The kingdom of God is within you. Once you get Christ in you, you have the kingdom of God. You got to let it grow in you. There's a heaven to go to. You can't get to heaven without knowing about the place. I don't know where these young preachers coming up teaching all this crazy stuff. But you ain't getting to heaven shouting. You ain't getting to heaven giving money. No, 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 no. You ain't getting to heaven worshiping no man either. You got to let the word of God take root in your life. Oh, you'll know when you're taking root. <laughs> you'll know. You don't need nobody to tell you that. But when the word of God takes root in your life, you will grow. You got to let the word of God take root in you. And when it takes root in you, you'll grow. That's if you look at these scriptures. You really, really want to grow in God. You really really want to get to know who God is. You want that musket seed of the word of God of you being saved to grow in you. Let's move on. Let's go to Ecclesiastics. Chapter 11. Verse 4, I would read that one. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 11. It's just interesting about so much seed. 
Okay, look at the verse. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 11, and it says as follows. He that observeth the wind shall not sow, and he that regardeth the cloud shall not reap. Ah, that would have I'm going to read that verse again. I know a lot of people have no idea what this verse means. I'll tell you again. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 4, it says, I read it slowly. He that observeth the wind shall not sow. He that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. Is that idea? Well, do you have any idea what that scripture means? You think you can tell me what it means? So, because if you're trying, when you're sowing, or you're trying to sow, and then here comes the wind, will it blow away what you're trying to sow? That part of it, is that what it's saying? Because you're observing, it says he that observes the wind. So before you start to sow, you're gonna make sure maybe it's not windy. Because if you if it is, it's gonna pick, you know, it may blow away what you're um, sowing. And then it says, he that regarded the clouds does not reap. And then while you're, although you need the rain, <laughs> although you you need the rain to come down on the seeds, but if the wind blows blows it away, well, and, and it starts to rain, that's enough. Okay, you're wrong both ways. That's not what that scripture says. No means. Let me explain it to you. This one thing, but you got to rightly divide the word of God. Let's look at the first part. He that observeth the wind shall not plow. He's not putting no seeds out. He's not putting no seeds out because he's looking for the wind. He's worrying about the wind. Every person that plows, listen to what I'm saying. Every person, every person that sows, do not worry about the wind on a farm. One of the reasons they're not going to spend their time worrying about the, the wind because they'll never get to sow nothing. They don't worry about the wind blowing when they sow. They plow it and they put out their seed. Because the scripture already told us some fall by the wayside. Some fall by the wayside, but they, they put their seeds out when the wind is blowing because there's a seed in that you got to sow your seed. Get checked this out. Listen to this, everybody. In the summertime, sometimes there's a wind, right? Sometime in the fall, there's wind, right? Sometime in the spring, there's wind, right? And we all know in the wintertime, there's lots of wind. You're going to sow different seeds at different times. But the thing here is, you will not focus on the wind. You will not let the wind stop you. You're going to sow your seed. And the second part of the scripture says here, he said he observeth the winds and shall not sow. Then he said he regardeth the clouds and he won't reap. He's worrying about what's going to happen. The clouds may be saying it's going to snow. He ain't eating. He, he didn't. He didn't let, he was done worried about the snow. So now he's not going to reap nothing. He worried about the rain and the wind and everything else that was coming. 
He's looking up at the clouds. He observing those clouds, checking those clouds out. He did not sow nothing when the wind was blowing. He didn't sow anything. Because he was worrying about the wind. He kept looking out the wind. That was his focus. And he's trying to see which way the wind is blowing. And he's worrying about the wind. And he sowed nothing. And that's how some people are. Some people won't go to work because it's raining. Some people won't go to work because it's windy. I'm serious. Some people won't go to work because they look at the clouds and say, oh, I think it's going to snow today. You know, many a time the meteorologist said it was going to snow with this snow. Oh, it snowed yesterday for a little while over here. I seen the snow coming down. It was just, it was no snow. You didn't see no snow on the grass. But there was snow for a little bit, for about an hour or so. And then it was nothing. But this scripture here shows that the man spent his time observing the wind and he did not sow anything. No farmer does that. A real farmer going to get out there and snow because he knows this has to be a harvest. If there's no snow, there's no sowing, there's going to be no harvest. Are you with me? Do you understand me? If you worry about the wind of your life, you're never going to sow nothing and you will reap nothing. That's why the scriptures scripture say you reap what you sow. If you worry about the wind blowing on your life, you're not going to sow nothing. Wind could be neg negativity, people telling you this and that. And all these things will keep you from sowing to go out there and get that job, to go out there and plant a seed. Because you listen to what they say, the winds are blowing. You can't see the wind. You can feel it. You can hear it, but you can't see it. Why would you spend your time when you're sowing a seed, you trying to see which way the wind is going? So your seeds. But make sure it's not discord among the brothers. Let's move on. Okay, so well, let's go to Hosea chapter 10, verse 12. Hosea chapter 10, verse 12. Let's think about these things. Sow it out seed. Sowing the right seed. <clears throat> Being in the right place, sowing out seed. And making a difference in other people's lives. And being able to reach people as you sow seeds in life. Hosea. Hosea chapter 10, verse 12. Hosea chapter 10 and 12. Sow to yourself in righteousness. Ah. Reap in mercy. Break mm. up your fallow ground for it's time to see the Lord. Building rain righteousness. So to sow yourself in righteousness. So sow righteousness on a plant. Um reap in mercy. Whenever you're able to get back, so you be able to obtain mercy. Mm-hmm. Break up your fallow ground. Break up the ground. Um, I can't 
I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. I can't remember fallow. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I can't remember what fallow again. It's like shallow ground. Fallow. Rough messy ground. I need to be dug up. I need to be broken up. And then for this time, so it's time for you to seek the Lord till he come, so till come and rain right. So it's time to seek the Lord. So when when he does come, he will, like it says, it will rain righteousness upon you. Ah. So you'll get, I'm thinking it's saying that you'll get a reward. That's something like that. Well, look at the verse. It says, Hosea chapter 10 and 12 says, Sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he come and bring righteousness upon you. Look at the verse again. Sow to yourselves in righteousness and reap mercy and break up your fallow ground, and for it's time to seek the Lord till he come. And ring righteousness upon you. There's, there's a scripture telling you a number of things to do. So right living. Did you hear what I said? So right living. I'm gonna say it again. So righteous living, not religious living, not going to church living, but so righteous living by accepting Christ as your personal savior. And allow Christ to live to you daily. And then it said you'll reap in what? In mercy. We all need God's mercy driving down the highway. We need God's mercy every day so we can wake up the next day. We need God's mercy. And then it said break up your fallow ground. That ground is only good. It need to be broken up. It's too hard. It need to be broken up. And then he goes on to say, it's time for it's time for us to seek the Lord. Till he comes. He didn't say that. This, this is what they talk about. One save, always save. Just knocks it out. But it says you got to seek the Lord till he comes. You got to seek after, call on the name of God and seek after him until he comes. And then he's going to rain righteousness. Woohoo! On you. Oh, we got to do that. Nobody's going to do it for us. This is something we got to do. This is something we must do. This is something we must do. Let's move on. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter uh, 4, verse 3. Uh, listen to this verse. It says, For thus saith the Lord to the men of Judea and Jerusalem, Break up your fallow ground and sow not among thorns. I'll read it again. For thus saith the Lord to the men of Jerusalem, of Judea and Jerusalem, break up your fallow ground and sow not among thorns. This is what God is trying to tell us. Not to sow among thorns. Not to sow among bad. Oh my goodness. Sow your life the right way. Not where thorns, thorns can be people. They're choking the spiritual life out of you. Thorns can be people that you know around you on your job, family members. They're trying to choke the life out of you. That's what thorns do. And then thorns stick people when they touch them. They're pointy sharp things. 
They're trying to choke the spiritual life out of you so you can't serve God. They're trying to wrap themselves around you so they can bind you up <coughs> so you can't serve God. That's not God's plan. It says, for thus saith the Lord to the men of Judea and Jerusalem, break up your solid foul ground. <coughs> And so not among fun. Break up your follow ground. Consider what I'm saying. Break up your messy life. Get the messy people out of your life. And so not among fun. Don't sow your life amongst thorn. Don't sow your life amongst thorn. See three verses. So you can read graciousness from God. Now, this Bible study was about sowing thorns. We first learned that um, God seen us, seen people sowing iniquity and plowing in, sowing, uh, plowing in iniquity and sowing wickedness. Um, we also learned in Psalm 107 that, that he wants us to plow uh, uh, sow our fields and our vineyard, and we get something out of it. We get a increase out of it. And then also, we learned in Matthew uh, 13 and 32 that <clears throat> ah, we, when we get saved, we have a little tiny seed at the least among seeds, but it'll grow up. As you grow up in God, it become you become a strong, big herb that everybody will need. Everybody want to be around. And then people come Become want to be a part and fellowship with you. That's the birds coming to be on your branches. Then we learn about who's saucy. Talk about a saw going forth by the seas. He's the wild one by the wayside. Don't let you be the one that goes by fall by the wayside. Don't be the one that falls by the wayside. And then in Deuteronomy chapter 22 and 9, we told we heard about. Uh, not to sow your vineyard with a bunch of diverse different uh, 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 um, seeds. I explained that about doing that with diverse seeds. And what happened when you do it all these diverse seeds? What happens is, as you sow with diverse seeds, they become defiled. You've got a bad field. You're going to have an awful harvest of your life. So then he went on to say, in Mark, 31, uh, Mark 4 and 30, uh, 30 and 31, he talks about what should we like in the kingdom of God to? What can we compare it to? And like a musket seed. Little tiny thing that grows big. It's the least of the seeds in the earth. It's the least of the seed that's in your life. But you got to let it grow in your life. That's the thing. So then he went on and say, the Ecclesiastics that um, don't worry about the winds of life blowing on you. That you won't sow living right. That you won't sow to your job right. And don't regard the clouds because you ain't going to reap nothing. Don't regard what's going on around you because you're not going to reap nothing. And you're focusing on that. We all know the story of the lady, the story about the lady that Went to the pastor and told him and said, Pastor, uh, look all these hypocrites in the church. Look what all they're doing. And the pastor was a smart man. And he said to her, do me a favor. Take this cup of water and walk around the church. 
with it. Don't spill no water. So the lady took a cup of water. She walked around the church with it and spilled no water. And she came back to the pastor and says, he said, well, how, what happened? You spilled no water? No, I didn't spill no water because I had to keep my eyes focused on this cup of water. So I was spilling no water. He said, that's how you should be in church. You should be sowing the right seed. You sowing seeds of confusion and, and, and discouragement by you looking around by what everybody else is doing. You're discouraging yourself. You're causing confusion for yourself because your eyes are supposed to be on Christ Jesus. So he goes on to say, In Jeremiah 4 and 3, he said, to the men of Judea and Jew, Jerusalem, break up your hard, rocky ground. And don't sow among thorns. Don't sow among thorns. Because they're going to stick you and they're going to choke the life out of you. And if there's anybody here today that don't know Christ as your personal Savior, we're going to pray for you in a minute. Before we get to that, what's the memory scripture for today, Sister Wells? The memory scripture is, Park and behold, there went out a sower to sow, Mark 4 and 3. Mm. All right. Each week I give two gems. Two gems are two scriptures from the Bible, and I use one word from each scripture. And the first gem is, sometimes I have a particular word. It's every, every, E-R-V-E-R-V-E-R-Y. Every. E -D. Every. E-V-E-R-Y. E-V-E-R-Y, yes. Okay, that's coming from Matthew chapter 15, <laughs> verse 13. Matthew 15, 13. Okay. Matthew chapter 15, verse 13. Now, the next verse, or the next word is man. M-A-N. M-A-N. And that's coming from Psalms 34 and 8. Psalms 34 and 8. Now, if did anybody listen to this broadcast that don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, now is your time to sow spiritually into your life. I want you to repeat a simple prayer for me. You want to give your life to the Lord? You can do it now. Do a simple prayer. Accept Christ as your personal Savior. Pray along with me. And then come into your life and start sowing righteousness. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart to be my Lord and my personal Savior. I ask you to save me right now. Sanctify me. Fill me with your Holy Ghost. Give me to know that I have eternal life and help me so righteous. In Jesus' name, amen. That's it, neighbor. Listen. Sunday at 5.15. We'll be right back here for Sunday service. But I want to tell you something. You got to make sure you're sowing on the road right round. And so righteous for you to reap it back. I talk to you. God bless.